Howdy. Today is December 13th of 2020. Welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGang.com. I'm your host, Junie, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in NVIDIA, Nike, and Veriton. Thanks. Oakley Dokley. Um, let me pull up the earnings charts here because I feel like that's what a lot of people listen to this podcast for, despite you know earnings being very dangerous. But they are fun, so I like keeping them in here. Um, looking at the earnings chart for the end of December or mid-December, uh, all I really see here is Rite Aid before open on Thursday, FedEx and BlackBerry after close on Thursday, and uh, that's about it. Uh, this week has already, or this last week, I mean, uh, has been very eventful. There's, there's been namely two big IPOs that have uh, happened. That includes DoorDash, which is the symbol Dash on the New York Stock Exchange. And on the NASDAQ, you have Airbnb or ABNB, um, again, on the NASDAQ. Um, both have taken hits since they've uh, re- released, <laughs> since they've IPO'd. <laughs> They're like sneakers. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they've gone they've gone down a little bit, and that's expected, right? Like everyone is in that FOMO territory when you when an IPO happens. But you also don't want to get caught up in like getting in that FOMO and then just thinking to yourself like, oh yeah, I'm gonna hold this for the rest of my life because realistically that's not what happens most people say that and that's very it's a very much a fin twit thing but most people will you know exit for a profit or you know the ipo won't go as high and it'll go down and they'll exit but most people just say that so don't pay too much attention if you're a newer investor and you're reading up on reddit you're reading up on whatever your favorite um you know stock platform is if you hear someone saying oh i'm buying an ipo but i'm holding for life so i don't care about the price that's usually just someone trying to make themselves feel better so like don't pay attention to that noise um and get in at whatever price you you really care about um you know you know last week on the live stream which i hold on every tuesday at 6 p.m pacific time at twitch.tv slash real theta gang um everyone asked me hey juni what do you think about the airbnb ipo um, and I had asked the chat, like, oh, what, what is it going to open up at? And people were like, oh, 55, 60, 65. And then I said, you know what? If that's what they say, it's probably going to open up, like, around 140. And then I compared the Snow Graph, you know, the Snow Analytics company, um, because they were supposed to IPO at, like, uh, 120 or 100 or something, something very far below the 300, the 300 price. And so just taking a look at that and then knowing that like IPOs skyrocket on the first day because of FOMO and you know just everyone gets to get it get a piece of it before you because you're not an accredited investor and all that stuff. Um, with Airbnb jumping up to 140, I'm going to go and say I told you so, right? Like if Airbnb opened up at 60 bucks, that was going to be an easy buy cuz that's not going to be that much of capital for just 100 shares just to play around with and um, you know do cover calls or all that fun stuff just to learn. But it's a lot more different learning about a certain strategy or learning about a certain company, investing like now like fourteen thousand dollars instead of six thousand dollars if you're gonna buy one hundred shares and start doing uh, like contracts on them. So with Airbnb at one forty, um, I don't think it's undervalued. I also don't think it's overvalued. I think it's still trying to find wherever the price wants to land. Um, you know, undervalued and overvalued is very subjective, right? It's de- very dependent on the person. You you could think about the Tesla fangirl or Tesla fanboy that really likes Tesla stock. It doesn't matter uh, how overvalued the company is on paper, right? Like they don't make that much money to justify its stock price. But shareholders will believe in the stock and the CEO, however much they want to believe. Uh, I think Tesla is a wonderful company, and I've never said that's overvalued. I've never said that, and I'm proud to have never said that because it has just kept on going up. And you can see where um, you know being bearish or playing short is very dangerous. If you start forming your own biases and you want to be uh, right more than you want to have profits, then you're in for a world of trouble. So while there are no options available on Airbnb, as soon as they become available and the stock seems to keep uh, continuing downwards, 
Like, don't feel imp- like compelled to just go out there and buy puts. That's that's a losing strategy. You need to make sure that you understand what the max loss scenario of everything is, and you need to understand that you need to trade with a plan. And that trading with a plan means that you can basically replicate any of your trades like an infinite amount of number of times, and it should work. Or a, you know, a subset of trades an infinite amount of times, and it should work. Um, you know, banking on you know Airbnb and COVID-related news, you can't trade COVID-related news a million times, right? COVID is very much COVID. So if you want to play the risk of COVID, there's a bunch of other stocks that are already well uh, well structured right because they're not as recent as airbnb so they have supports they have resistances resistances and all that oogla boogla stuff oh i'm getting so excited oh let me calm down okay um you you want to take all the factors out when you want to be timing the market and you, you're looking for those swing trades okay sorry i had to pause i got super excited i actually just went on like an 11 minute tangent but i'm deciding to re-record it so it's a little bit more organized and um yeah i i just i felt like that 11 minute tangent would get to some of you but i felt like yeah 11 minutes is just a little bit too long so i'm just gonna say some things i already said so if it comes out sounding planned i did plan it but i did already say it once but here we go um, this week has been very crazy. There's there's big IPOs like Airbnb. There's like DoorDash. Um, there's the Pfizer vaccine being approved. Stock futures will be up pretty big, I'd imagine, when stock futures are out. Um, there's just going to be a lot of news with the, with Trump and Biden. Um, you know, maybe China China stuff starts coming back up. Um, just so many things to worry about. Um, but what I want to suggest is I know I have a lot of new listeners as well, a lot of new traders. What helps the most is working on your fundamentals when you trade, especially options trading. Because if you're buying or selling options based off of news, um, that's not going to be part of a system. And let me explain. A, a, something in a system can be repeated uh, like a hundred times and you'll get the ex- uh, somewhat close to the expected result, right? If you have a hard set of rules that have like, you know, make sure you enter trades with a 70% probability profit or higher, make sure the P&E ratio of the company is like below a thousand, make sure the market cap is above 500 mil. Like if you check off all these filters and always stay within your filters, you're going to have some sort of expected result and you can fine tune your system. Maybe you start playing with uh, even bigger market cap. Maybe it has to be at least 1 billion or maybe you bump up the P&E ratio. You know, you say at least it's if it's at least below like 1200 um, and you, you know, you start messing around with these filters. But what you can't mess around with is news because news, it controls you, right? Like you personally don't control when the vaccine comes out you don't control when the restrictions are lifted or um, put on. Um, you, you are not in charge of FAA regulations of, of airplane. You're not, all of these news related uh, points are not controlled by you. As much as you'd like to maybe believe that like, you know, maybe um, protesting for restaurants to stay open is, is something you can do or like all this other stuff. Yes, you can make an impact on however you want to make an impact. You can fight for mass. You can like fight against mass. So, like you can make impact. I'm not saying that your voice is nothing. That's neg- absolutely not what I'm saying. But I am saying that you shouldn't trade like you make the absolute decision, right? Just because you believe that maybe restaurants just stay closed doesn't mean that you should buy puts, right? You're you're basically trading and mixing up your beliefs in the stock market, and that's never a good idea, right? You wanna trade with a system that's repeatable, that's not with any sort of news. Um, so that means like, don't buy calls because Pfizer just uh, you know uh, released the vaccine and got approved. Don't buy puts because you think the vaccine's not gonna work. Don't buy puts because you think the stimulus bill will not pass. Don't buy calls because you know that the stimulus bill will pass. It's it's all these things that aren't repeatable. You you won't have a chance to repeat the stimulus bill thing a hundred more times in your life. There's there's no way. 
And if it does, you can prove me wrong. You record this segment of the podcast and be like, ha, Junie, yeah, they, they, there, there were a hundred more stimulus bills. Yeah, I should have bought college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will, we'll argue there when we get there. But I don't think it's going to happen. And I hope you understand my point. So once you start trading with a system that's more concrete and not based on news, then you can start fine-tuning your trades in a way that like you know the profit starts making sense to you the risk reward starts making sense to you because you know suddenly you know once say for example you know i'm praying every day that we get back to a normal or a new normal then the news is going to be pretty stale for a little while right maybe we bring in china stuff maybe but like the news will be somewhat stale once corona stuff uh blows over if it does right um and uh, you need to be able to have a trading style for when there's not volatile news happening all the time. But I get it. If you are a trader that likes to have fun swing trading uh, just for the fun of it, like if you like making profit off of news, that's cool. I'm not gonna take that away from you. I think that's pretty dope. Um, that's just a little bit too risky for me, right? My listeners know that I want a nice ass house, right? I want a really, really nice house to raise a really nice family and maybe have a really nice car, right? And then that's cool. And maybe pay for my college, my kids' college and all that stuff. But I can't do that trading news. That's not, that's not my goal. Uh, that's not helping my goal if I get got, right? Even how bullish I am, right, about the entire uh, just returning back to normal. I don't even know if I could call that bullish. I, I'd rather just call that optimistic, right? If, no, it doesn't matter how optimistic I am right as long as like i believe that the i hope and believe that the uh, economy will return back to normal that everyone's everyone's peace of mind returns back to normal i still will not buy calls just because pfizer's uh, vaccine got out because i know that you know there might be a headline later that says oh we're going to take this vaccine back because the because the first round was not good or however that news is going to play out i'm not going to pretend that i'm a specialist or that i'm an expert in this but i'm just protecting myself from that mindset because if i knew that I bought 20k worth of calls and the vaccine got retracted, I would not be happy. I would be so tilted that I might even think, you know what, I'm gonna buy puts now because you know this world is doomed. And then I buy the puts and they say, oh, you know, oh, Pfizer put a lot of work in and they're gonna get round two uh, shipped out today. And then they go straight back up and I just lose 20 more k. That happens to people all the time and then they say that the market is rigged and then do you understand that like it's not about the market at that point right like the vaccine got retracted and then got put back on that's just good optimistic news there's no market manipulation there right that's just they they messed up on the vaccine and they fixed it really quick that should be only a good scenario it's not like a oh this is this is a Pfizer. They they wanted to uh, they wanted to shake out the weak hands. It's none of that, bruh. Like you are tripping if you think it's, if it's that. Okay, so I hope that makes sense. Stop trading on news and just just also understand as when you're listening to this podcast, I'm never patronizing you. Like I always want you to think that like and believe that like. I am coming from the warmest place possible. I want you to feel like you can, you know, own up to your losses. I want you to be proud of your winners too. But like, if you have losses and you know you you might be making a bad trade, I don't want that first DM from you to be like, "Hey, sorry, Junie, I I bought these puts and I lost money." I don't I don't need to hear you say sorry. Like, what are you sorry for? For trying? Like, no. I'm you know I might also not reply just because I get tons of those. But just know that like I read them and I I see I I'll reply to like the really bad ones sometimes. But the you know just understand that no matter what place you are in life, you're always going to be in a position to learn. And if you feel like you're not learning, it's that's on you, right? You you should always be in an environment where you feel like you're learning. Maybe you're like top class. Maybe you're the the most senior person in the room. You gotta get out. That's on you. Right. If you always feel like, oh, everyone else is so stupid, I hope you never use that S word. But if you say, oh, everyone in my job is so stupid, or all oh, my friends are so stupid, or all this, you're messing up in life. Right. You cannot constantly think like that. And I'm only bringing this up because I know Fintwit is filled with these people. 
right? Like, it's like, oh, you know, I know all my algorithms that oogla boogla. Like, I, yeah, I understand the MACD and RSI and all this stuff. And then to top this all off, just because I feel like I got a lot of energy today, I got Diet Coke, I got some sick features I'm about to present. Um, I got lots of love from my patrons this, this month, you know, just because someone makes YouTube tutorials or YouTube videos does not make them a good trader. There's a huge reason why they do not show their trades publicly because anybody, and I was going to say monkey, but like really anybody, and this is not a girl, this is not a guy, it's, like, it's not about gender, it's not about nothing. If just anybody can make a tutorial, right? Anybody could go as deep as possible because when it gets down to it, a video, you can spend an entire month spending the time to study a strategy and then presenting it in like a 10 minute video or like a five minute video or like a really quick TikTok dance video. It doesn't matter. My point is if you see someone teaching you how to do something, don't think like they're the pro at that strategy, right? They're just teaching you because they took the time to study it a little bit more than you did. It's you need to make sure that you can see their trades and you need to be able to know like how many times do they win, how many times do they lose, do their does their risk reward make sense? And like especially I had to cut out cuz I went on another tangent, but I'm going to bring it back. <laughs> Uh, but especially like if there's services about like suggesting trades, you need to know how often they win those two. Um, it's it's just it's just so much, right? Like saying that like oh all you need is a thousand dollars and join my Discord and I'll turn it into fifty k, right? That those type of practices are so predatory. But I also understand that like this happens in every field. It's not just finance. Like I imagine if I was like some cancer researcher uh that had my own like lab or something i would like be testing other people's case studies and then like seeing that if they if those results actually were true and all that stuff and then calling them out on twitter and just saying like why isn't this this like i'm that type of person right and so you know you could go to my profile at theatergame.com slash junie and i'm just trying to prove to everybody that you don't need to know all of these fancy trading styles you don't need to do the jade unicorn lizard mcgee condor thing like you don't need to do any of that stuff to have a good constant stream of income from stocks with options right and i even promote to trade responsibly by maxing out your ira first if you have 401k great do that too um and then like i don't say like just blatantly like oh find the company with the most volatility so you get the most premium right everyone thinks like Oh, that's what Theta Gang is. It's just getting the biggest premium. Yeah, so sick, dude. Like, yeah, it's on this penny stock or this company that I don't even know, but like, this premiums are sick, and that's all that matters, dude. Like, it's not about that, right? I'm trying to teach you how to invest properly, how to manage your losses properly, and it's it's a whole lot of recovering because just Fintwit's not in such a good place right now. We're trying to fix that. I'm in a good mood. Let's go on to the next section. Ooh, yeah, that last section was actually supposed to be like six minutes longer, but I stopped myself because I was like, eh, you know what? We're only, we're all, we're only in the weekly play section, so I'm just gonna end, end and cut. Um, so yeah, moving on to the new ThetaGame.com website updates. So now there is a fixed UX issue where you were forced to refresh if you wanted to sell a stock twice. Um, I previously fixed the button so that you can buy a stock twice. Um, but I guess I just forgot to do it for the sell button too. And so I just want to thank my patron Wheaton. Um, great guy, very, very big portfolio. Awesome dude. Uh, lots of stuff to teach too. Like he's, he's, uh, he's very, very well wound, wounded, <laughs> rounded trader, uh, and very fun to have in discord. Um, and then, uh, we manually fixed, uh, we, <laughs> I <laughs> manually fixed stock positions. Um, that were supposed to be closed uh, from the server uh, with a script. 
um, for everyone that doesn't understand what that means uh, don't worry <laughs> I'm not gonna give you a tech lesson right now but <laughs> for all the nerds that are listening all the fellow nerds I'm a nerd too no worries um, uh, just understand I basically just ran an ETL and that that fixed every, everything uh, stock positions closing by the server is a very cool feature and I love having it it's just a little finicky uh, just because it's such, it's so new and there are some pathways or logic paths that I was not initially thinking about but that should be all good and done uh, if you ever see any uh, you know bugs uh, you know feel free to send them at juni at theatergame.com with a screenshot and um, you know ways to reproduce the bug or give me steps on how to reproduce it would be uh, super super helpful um, and cost bases or cost by basis is <laughs> uh, cost basis is now cost bases are now correctly calculated uh, when starting a stock position from an assigned short naked put uh, cost bases were uh, working properly if you had just bought stock off the get-go but now um, they work properly off of a signed short naked put uh, so I just want to give a, a quick thank you to a user uh, that's I'm going to censor it with a nickname but his name is not awesome enough so thank you for uh, tagging me in that bugged trade it helps a lot um, and yeah it's just there's so many bugs that get caught by patrons on the, or by the users of the website, uh, obviously by me, and you know every week I fix bugs, and it's it just makes the platform better for everybody every day, and you get a quick shout out on the podcast. Like it's it's just a nice feeling that we're all you know making this platform better together, right? And uh, and then also one thing to note here is that like I also work on you know patron exclusive stuff i'm not gonna go ahead and talk about it here my patrons know what i worked on uh for them this weekend patrons get extra features on the website um and uh yeah it's just an early christmas present from me and uh just thank you for everyone that has supported me in the past um and continue supporting me in the future it's a really cool feeling and i, I say this pretty often it's a really cool feeling um getting uh supported slash paid uh, to do something you genuinely love. Like every time I work on Theta Gang, no matter if it's a hair ripping bug or if it's something as abstract as like, why is this trade not closing? Or why, you know, it, how do I make this load faster? All of these problems that are just super general in the field of finance just become super fun when you work on it in the context of your dream project. So if, if this is enough motivate, if this isn't enough motivation for you, just continue listening to the podcast. I'm sure I'll get you motivated enough to start on your own project, but um, it is a really cool feeling. If you are a, a software engineer uh, or just entrepreneur in general, you, you know what it's like to start a million projects and never really complete one because you might psych yourself out of like, oh, this might not ever work or uh, people will think this is stupid. Oh, I think it's stupid now. Oh, I want to work on this now. I'm just letting you know, like all those times you start a new project, you are gaining more and more experience for your next one. I've had many projects, probably like 17, 18, 19 projects fail before ThetaGang.com. And so all of those failed projects have now just helped me here i know how to work on the back end like the back of my hand i know how we're gonna front end like the back of my hand it's gotten me more raises uh than anything else right my projects because not only am i coding at work i'm getting better at work i'm getting better at management at work and all that good stuff but i'm getting really 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 like gritty like i'm getting my hands super dirty at home working on my projects because there's not I don't have I don't I can't depend on anybody else and I love that feeling so don't think you also need a partner to start a project maybe you need a partner if you want to um, you know start a, uh, a company like that you know starting a company is different than starting a project you can always start a project by yourself and what I love about starting a project by yourself is 
you you're the one that makes the excuses if you don't get something done it's on you oh you got a little tired dang that sucks oh family stuff come came up oh dude that i'm sorry to hear that oh you you know you can't do this because you gotta do something else oh man that yeah see that's on you as much as you know you should enjoy your life you should do everything you know your project should also be fun too and you should be you should be taking some time out of your day to work on things that make you genuinely feel good um but you know I don't want to lazy shame anybody. Like, if you just want to be lazy for a day, I know I have some of those days too where I just, I wake up, I play the guitar for like an hour, and then I go skateboard, and then I come home and I play video games. Like, I have those days too where I just need to reset. But like, doing that every day, it could also be your thing, right? Maybe you don't want to start a project. Like, don't make me project shame you either. Like, you don't need to start a project. You can just support your homies you could uh sign up on your friend's website you can listen to your friend's podcast you could sign up for your friend's food service you could you could do all this all this stuff um and just be part of something else that might make you more fulfilled i understand that you know you can be lazy you can not have projects you do all that stuff but as long as you're happy doing it it's cool right if you genuinely feel happy doing that stuff that's fine don't let anybody else tell you to do a project or like to to do something else that you don't want to do but if you are do or if you are doing that and this is my last point if you are you know that type of person to not have a project you're not very driven which isn't necessarily bad um and you play games all day and if you're unhappy i would highly suggest finding a very very small completable project um and it doesn't have to be technology based it, it could be like building a birdhouse because i don't know maybe you just want to craft something because you liked legos but now wood shop is like actually kind of cool though <laughs> like I, I guess i'm just like kind of like projecting things um but or you, you pick up an instrument you could start collecting something um you can do all these things that aren't just you know watching shows or um like playing video games or something but video games is also a sense of progression but like i said i'm only bringing this back because as long as you're happy and doing those things it's cool but if you're unhappy doing unproductive things then maybe try doing productive things uh as a long shot not that it's a better idea um in general but it's a better idea than being unhappy and that's all i want to say Okay, um, I feel like this episode uh, title is like long overdue, and I, I'm gonna almost consider this the first draft because I had another topic in mind for today, uh, but I thought, hey, why don't I just do a first pass at this idea, um, and then you know I'll make the official one, you know maybe sometime uh, beginning next year. Um, so today's episode is beginner tips. And uh, it's just to go over a few things that you should, um, you know, look at when you're first starting and, you know, more importantly, what not to look at. Okay. And in order for this to be as, you know, short as possible, because I know I can talk like hours about this stuff, like especially if someone knew, like one of my homies, like say like, hey, can you help me with stocks? I can talk about stocks forever. Um, because I enjoy talking about like the irresponsible things and like why they're irresponsible and why I did the irresponsible things before uh, and why I learned from them. But I, I think I can like probably batch these out into separate episodes. So this one's just gonna be like a rough draft of what just like primarily what to do and what not to do when you first start. Um, first thing that I can think of right now is don't play with penny stocks. No matter how much you think it's a good idea, you have to just trust me here. And this is a lot of trust. Just don't play with penny stocks. It's not worth it. They don't trade a lot, meaning the volume is going to be low, meaning price discovery is going to be really bad. The bid and ask will always be very wide. So someone will always gouge you. And, and you might counter with, oh, Junie, but there's these websites that show all of these like penny stock picks and they show past results and you know they've done really well. 
those are the pump and dump people those are people that get paid by a certain person maybe or get in on a plan to pump up the price of a certain uh penny stock they pump up the price people get in maybe drive a little bit higher but they exit before everybody else and it causes a big crash so you don't want to be a part of that you don't want none of that you want to be trading really nice um like blue chip stocks you want like stocks that have made a name for themselves that have lots of volume like nvidia tesla roku apple paypal data you know some people might say oh those are very tech and very meme those are just the ones that are on my screen right now i'm not saying those in any particular order but just stocks that you've heard of, stocks that you use. Um, continuing uh, with stocks that you use, w one of the most helpful things for a newer trader to start doing is trade a stock that you know, right? Like if you are a girl, uh, there's a lot of stuff in the Becky index, right? That's like a little finance joke there um, that, you know, you know Starbucks, you know Lululemon, you know Target, you know Ulta trade stocks that you personally like and start figuring out like oh you know what um i really like ulta but maybe this new brand at this uh, at target is really good and it's cheaper than ulta and i shop at target all the time already so you know what i'm gonna take my money from ulta and i'm just uh, i'm gonna put that money in the stock to uh, target because i just you know target is also a cheaper price i could get more share of the target they have a nice dividend all of these things just start like making more and more sense of like putting your money where you actually shop and you'll see your money just naturally return because you're not gonna you know buy stock in something that you you shouldn't act really buy stock in stuff that you personally don't believe in right no matter how much uh it might be of a good price um you know those are that's more of an advanced strategy when you start looking at things beyond the consumer level but when you're just starting right if you like starbucks uh and you don't like dunkin donuts and you don't like um any other coffee places right you like starbucks and that's it's not a problem like i you know i actually like really dislike the people that give uh, a hard time with people that like enjoy Starbucks like it's fast it's easy it might be a little bit more expensive like whatever dude like just just let me enjoy my drink <laughs> um if you enjoy Starbucks buy Starbucks stock right um it just you follow the news better the news makes more sense oh Starbucks closed these stores here because you know it's not much traffic or Starbucks is canceling this drink forever whatever you know like however the news starts making sense to you is a good start and that starts by um investing in the companies that you fundamentally believe in my one of my roommates is very into uh nike and he is very against adidas he's very against all these other athletic brands but he's very for nike and so he has a bunch of nike stock he's doing very very well on the nike stock and it's paying out greatly so he's like my prime example of someone that should um continue investing in what they believe in and how it works for them so if you especially because you know as 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 a stereotypical uh male right like and this is just from society males will probably like predominantly like invest into like big tech companies um you know because you know it's just how you know stocks work right like if tech goes up everything goes up um but girls you know they don't have that um they don't have that uh you know stereotype built in so they, they don't have a real direction to go maybe they'll go into whatever um their boyfriend says to go in and that's okay but what i suggest uh is investing into things that uh make sense to you and that what you use and i guess this is me just talking to the girls the girls listeners here um and don't think like i'm saying like oh girls don't belong in the stock market uh i'm just pointing out the facts right there are a lot more males investing in the stock market than girls and i'm just trying to eliminate the biases there by also including uh what you know i might assume and i i know that's dangerous but what i assume that you know girls might be interested which is like you know the target and starbucks and lulu and ulta i just think it's a very very like um, good idea to invest in what you believe in and what you use. Uh, another general tip is you want to make the trend your friend. You've heard this term, maybe you've liked it on Twitter a few times, um, and you know it might sound obvious. You, I might just tell you that you know what I'm about to say, and you're gonna be like, oh, duh. But just remember, um, the trend is your friend. The market 
generally goes in what direction? Up. If you zoom out of the spy graph, it has generally gone up and it's continuing to go up now. And there's, you should be rather, you'd rather be wrong doing the right thing by just investing your money and hoping that the market will continue going up. You are not Michael Burry. You are not the person that's gonna call the next stock crash. So you might as well ride the wave up appropriately, responsibly, and then take out when you feel like you want to take out. I'm not going to have anything against you. You should always protect your nest egg and do whatever you want with, you know, however you want to invest. What I find trouble um, in helping is when people, when newer people come up to me and say, hey, uh, I learned about puts. How, when should I buy puts? Should I buy puts? And uh, how do I short a stock? Like I, I heard like some people have been shorting stocks and been doing really well is some people can short stocks and it's it's good right it's good for the market that people can do that it's it's just healthy um and i could go into why it's healthy uh because i feel like i just talked about that like an episode ago but you want to make sure that you at least in the beginning when you don't know all the available options to you all the available strategies to you that you just pick a strategy that wins on the market either trading flat or going up you don't want to trade based on the market going down because historically the market has only gone up oh but judy didn't you just see the COVID crash it's gonna happen again i don't know it's gonna happen again i don't know i i don't know you know it's gonna happen again it might it, it could happen again right like i'm not i'm not wrong i'm not like scribbling that out right i i'm fully cognizant that it can happen again but I don't know when. So I would rather put some, you know, most or all of my money in the market right now and I'll deal with it when it happens, right? You want to set yourself up to be prime for when the stock market goes up, which it generally does. If you, if you continue to live your life and invest in a way where you are consistently scared of the market crashing you're not going to make the returns you need for it to be worth putting that much money in the market. You need to just let it sit there or let it be invested um, for it to make sense. Otherwise, you know, you're gonna put it into your ally savings account or you're gonna put it into your checking account or savings account and you're not gonna make any sort of like, um, uh, what's what's the word? It's, it's, like, it's a synonym for important. <laughs> You're not gonna make any monument. Nah, no. Um, oh my goodness! You're not gonna make any. I almost want to say foundational. You're not gonna make any significant. Oh my god! I was I was right about to click the pause button. You're not gonna make any significant returns unless if you really commit to uh, staying in the market through its ups and downs, um, because the market has yet to prove us wrong that the market will crash to zero. It can happen, but I'd rather be right. <laughs> I'd rather be wrong doing the right thing, right? Um, that might sound confusing, and I said that a podcast ago, so I guess I'm just gonna say it again. Uh, if you if you bet that the market will at least stay flat or continue to go up, which it generally has for the entire existence of the market, um, then investing with that thesis is not a bad idea. If the market goes to zero, then dang, you were part of that one-time event that the market went to zero. And I'm gonna be pretty sad if that happens, but I will make myself feel better knowing that I did the right thing. It was just the the bad thing happened. Um, A lot of people think that the market could go to zero. It can. But I would imagine that the world would end, right? Like there has to be some catastrophic event where the world would end where money doesn't really matter if the stock market went to zero. And I feel like that's a lot what people don't realize is if the market did go down that far, we'd be really, really doomed. Not in a sense that like, oh, you know, our, our numbers are getting lower. No, no, no. I think we're in some like nuclear fallout if the market went down that low. So so that's something to think about. So with that said, um, the next point, uh, just as long as you're being bullish, uh, something that's personally worked out for me is if you're planning to 
Do theta gang style trades? Make your max loss very small. Um, and you'll find out how to calculate your max loss later on your own. Um, and the credit you receive, make sure it's like decent, like like 25% of your max loss is usually good. Um, and uh, yeah, just keeping your max loss small so that you can play or trade uh, spreads often is generally the best way to learn how option prices move. You can paper trade, and I've had a uh, episode on paper trading before. I'm personally not a fan because I feel like it doesn't paper trading it it doesn't make you feel the emotions when you're losing and that's the most important part is like how do you how well do you trade when you're losing everyone is a good trader when when a stock goes up or when a trade goes in your favor right like all, all you have to worry about is like how much profit am I gonna get out with which is honestly a skill of its own because some people hold on to things a little bit too long and end up selling for a loss but it's much more difficult to trade from behind meaning like is your trade red and like what do you do in that moment so when you paper trade when your trade is in the red you're not going to feel it you're just going to be like oh you know what i can start off start over my trade my paper trading account whenever you know this you know this this was just unlucky so i'm just gonna start over i'm not gonna count this one or something like that um what I advise is that, like, you know, you just start with a real account with real money, and you—that's when you start taking studying uh, options way more seriously. Because you now you know, like, okay, if you study this wrong, uh, you're going to lose money. And this is just a disclaimer: like, you're probably going to lose money when you first start. Uh, luckily, or unluckily, I started with a huge loss. My one of my first trades was like a minus $160 trade. It was like a beyond uh, like iron condor, like beyond meats iron condor, and I lost. Um, it got me a little discouraged. Like, okay, maybe the, you know this isn't gonna be so hot. Um, but through trial and error at thetagain.com/juni, I noticed, hey, put credit spreads, you know, half an iron condor, the bullish side, it does pretty well for me. And I started playing with the other side, call credit spreads, the ones that cap the uh, top end. The one that is like more bearish or that bets that stock will go down uh, didn't do so hot. And I just started formulating this thesis that I'm telling you guys now. This is this is like a year and a half worth of just churning trades. It's like I've noticed that like as long as you're betting that the market will be flat, uh, but more importantly uh, that go it will go up, you'll do a lot better than saying that it'll go uh, down. And that's just something I want to uh, pass on is like make sure you paper trade, make sure you feel the losses because you will have losses. I'm not saying you're going to be unbeatable, um, but make sure that you know you study hard uh, and you, you try to actually learn. You're not just throwing money at a casino like at Wall Street Bets. You're taking the time to learn today. You're, you're almost 43 minutes into this podcast episode, so you're definitely dedicated if you're listening this far. Um, and just take the extra minutes to just study um you know find out how to calculate max loss you know all of these things i might even brush off and say it's not that important um because just understanding how your option price as a whole moves is probably more important in the very beginning but being able to calculate max loss on like a piece of a napkin is going to help you understand like where exactly you might be in a given trade and it might give you more confidence to hold while you're in the red it might give you more confidence to take out profits earlier when you're like ahead already there's just so many benefits for being able to you know basically calculate option break evens on a nap piece of napkin i think that's a good exercise but it's not required it's just a really really good nice to have uh another step I feel like I could go on forever. Another step is, um, you know, I personally didn't sign up for a service. Uh, there's nothing like ThetaGang.com that existed. There, sure, there was like a bunch of gurus that said like, oh, you know, give me, a, or not give me, but like you come in with $1,000, pay this fee, and uh, yeah, we'll get that up to like 50K. And it's like, I didn't, I didn't believe in that, and I still don't believe in that. There's no way. Um, and so, like, don't feel complied to, or compelled, complied. Don't feel compelled to join my service. Don't feel compelled to join anyone's service. YouTube is a amazing resource right now. There are tons of YouTube channels that have lots of good tutorials. But what all I advise is, like I said in the in the podcast before, or not podcast, uh, just earlier in the pot in this podcast, 
is that just because someone teaches you how to do options does not mean that they are a good trader. They just not understand how the options work. Unless they show you the exact expiration strikes and like their total win loss like history, don't think that they're good. You need to make sure you understand what you're signing up for. Maybe um, if you know they're more of like a oh join my service and I'll help you teach you about these strategies, then that's fine. But if you go in with the hopes of like you know copying their trades or something, it's probably not going to end well because they're not as good as they th as they think they are. Uh, there's a reason why they don't show their trades publicly like I do, right? So just put that into context. And I've always mentioned this before. If you do want to sign up for someone else's uh, service, send them a link to thetagang.com slash Juni and say, hey, do you show your trades like this guy? Do you, will you explain to me how uh, this guy's trades work? Can you explain to me how this trades work? And then see if they can explain my trades and stuff. And if they can, and if they talk to you like a human and they don't slam huge words at you then maybe it's a good fit maybe they can actually teach you right and then go ahead and sign up but if you you show them my trades and they're like oh you know he's just he he doesn't seem like he knows what he's doing he's just getting lucky or he starts saying like or or she i don't know if she's running a service but like if she's like oh you know like uh, if if I was him, I'd run this on a MACD. He doesn't seem like he uses respect to RSI. He seems like he doesn't do this. Like, it just depends on how you vibe, basically, with the service provider, right? You need to just make sure that uh, what what you're signing up for is what you want. And uh, yeah, use me as a scapegoat. Send my profile to them, uh, and maybe it'll give them uh, some motivation to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe I need to start showing my trades because right now I sound super fake. <laughs> okay, and to not bore you, I have I have tons more tips. I think this is this will be a solid episode on my final version. Um, it, it, I feel like the episode would be so long. I feel like I wouldn't even do like the weekly plays section or the website section or the out, outro. It'd just be like a solid whole episode where they're just a topic. Um, the last the last topic I want to bring up or the last point I want to bring up is the is the losses thing you're going to lose and you can't be afraid to lose the money that you use in the very beginning you should consider that money that you're just willing to lose to learn that's exactly how I started my trades when I started doing credit spreads in the very beginning I started with I think three thousand dollars and I um, had my max losses capped to like $100 each so I knew I could do 30 trades in a row with losing and I'd be okay with it and I thought that was a lot of data for me so I knew I knew like okay I could lose 3,000 bucks and be totally okay with it because I'm jaded from Wall Street bets and it's just, just it's just gonna work for me uh, and I did that I got more comfortable I started winning more and from there I started increasing my max loss, which then in turn um, increases the amount of credit I receive, and that's how I get in this positive scenario that I'm in for this year, which I'm super entirely grateful for. Um, but yeah, um, going in, going into like when you first start, you're going to accrue a lot of losses, um, or maybe not if you get lucky. But I'm, I'm assuming that you're not going to get lucky, and you're not going to know exactly what you're doing. You're going to accrue a lot of losses, and you need to learn from the losses it's it's imperative that you learn from the losses if you don't learn anything when you lose if you attribute it to and you start blaming other people like oh it's the market manipulators oh it's just people taking profit oh it's just i should have just entered just a little bit later or i should just pick the other side you need to start taking uh you know the responsibility of your losses and understand why you're losing um and maybe it's not just one trade and this is why a trade log is so important um, if you look at one trade with a massive win uh, because you upped your quantity size to like maybe 10 contracts for this one, but then you lose on your next like nine trades that have just a quantity of one contract, uh, what that tells you is you got incredibly lucky that the trade with 10 quantity uh, won. Otherwise, you'd be super red because most of the time, most of the picks that you've been picking lose. So you got incredibly lucky with the quantity that you have very high. Now think about the uh, the opposite case. What if you have um, nine trades that were green? 
okay? And then you go for the trade one trade with quantity 10 that was super red that canceled all your greens winnings. And then, and then some, so you're like overall red on the entire position. What did you just learn in that moment? That you are actually a good trader as long as you stay within your boundaries. Imagine if you stayed with one contract on that red contract. You'd be doing really good. You have a nine to one win-loss ratio and you're up because you receive more credit than you receive on that one loss on that one contract. You're doing great. But looking back, you can just say like, okay, you know what? If I feel super confident about a trade, from now on, I'll buy five. So it's like way less of a max loss, right? And you could adjust from there but at least you're able to detect that. If you just, you know, if you're that trader that just wakes up every morning with crust in your eyes and your phone screen brightness is too too high up because you broke the screen detector because you dropped your uh, phone in the pool and you know, it's just constantly high all the time so you gotta manually turn down the brightness and you still can't look at the screen because you still got crust in the other eye. And then you look up this, the Tesla spy symbol or Tesla symbol and you start looking at the puts and you buy the puts and you lose and you complain that it's the market manipulators. It's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work, right? It, it's not going to work. You need to know, you need to know how your trades are doing and where you mess up. If you never understand where you mess up, you will continue messing up and not knowing how to fix it. And so you can sign up, <laughs> perfect segue, at datagang.com uh, and make your account and just start trading or start logging your trades there. Um, and if you want to learn about you know, how to start trading, uh, I am more than likely going to start a YouTube channel that teaches you how to do things. But you know, there's just a lot of good resources on YouTube right now, so maybe my first YouTube videos are not going to be based on like how to do this, but it's rather like what I learned from doing this, what I learned from doing this, or tips on how to do this. It's gonna be like videos like that. Um, oh, my voice is, it's for sure, it, it's shot. Like I, I have a very raspy voice right now. I've, I felt like I really went off on that tangent before, and I'm sorry if that was annoying. But your boy gets riled up when uh, scammers target his family. It is super annoying. And then, uh, oh my goodness. These, these, these gurus, man, they're, there's something, there's something. Anyway, um, so with that out of the way, I hope you guys and girls enjoy this episode. Uh, and thank you again for the 9,000 people that are on here, like 9,108 or 9,104, one of those, I don't remember. Um, it is a wild ride, and I am having more fun than ever, and uh, can't can't wait to see what like 2021 brings. Uh, yeah, I'll see everybody in the outro. Okay, uh, you can follow me at Twitch at Real Theta Gang, where I stream at 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific time on Tuesdays. It's really fun. Uh, it's just chat really gets involved. Chat is asking me questions. I usually get on tangents, or you can watch me drink Diet Coke and all that fun stuff. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang, and you can email me at juni at thetagang.com. Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks, and signing up with the Theta Gang referral code is a huge help. Uh, Theta Gang is all <laughs> one word, all caps. Uh, if you've already used the Theta Gang uh, code, email me at juniathetagang.com. I'll get you squared away. It's it's not an issue. Don't think like you're bringing it up, being a like a nuisance or anything. Like I want to give you your perks. Just let me know. Um, if someone's also asked like why I don't just email the people that use it, it's like I don't have that information. I don't get to know your email, and I also make a promise to you guys and girls on the website where I don't send spam emails or anything. So I don't want to spam all of my users asking like, oh, who used it? Um, so really, there are no ads on the website. There are no um, there are no spam emails or newsletters that come from me. Uh, every Everything is supported by the patrons and, and just 
overall just the users using the website like it's just a really nice feeling um and that i want to just gift it back right like i don't want to show you ads when you don't want to be shown ads i don't i want to give you more and more features for free just as long as i have patrons that back me um all of these things like are just going to continue to be awesome and free um, so if you want to help support, you can, again, use the Theta Gang referral code for Tastyworks, or you can go to patreon.com slash Theta Gang uh, and join the Discord and all that good stuff and support the podcast and website there. Um, I want to give a quick extended shout-out to... I always have this uh, little needy banditi uh, spreadsheet, which I need to sign into. Oops. Boom. Nice. Nice. Okay, quick extended shout out to Majadir, Mike D, Slow Motion, Jay Z, and Mikos, PFM, DJ Mac, Pacro, Boop, Mitch Brady, Seven, H S N I V, Craig Thomas, DJ Wilson, Statistically Random, Tom Thomas, uh, BK Trade, Big Potato, Island Bell, Whedon, Lick, Nawler, Cheese, Maltman, Chivanis, and them, M Hayden, La Little, Mino Dum Dum, Grandpa Ninety Five, <laughs> Leo Jetson, Fancy Wolf, Yu Sung Hoo, Nate the River, Descendant, Murph Cube, Norfist, Bat Trader, Chicken Dinner, Descendant, Saltwater Career. Uh, Saltwater Cure, the Lord Skeletorus, Lazy Reservist, the Jester, Christopher Cream Boy, Hermes Kaput, Rusty Your Shifty, AG, and Ancestor 88. Nice. Um, yeah, today's episode was a little bit longer than usual, huh? Uh, it's been a while since I've done one of these. Uh, I got a, uh, I ate breakfast because one of my awesome roommates cooked, uh, cooked something. It's a really good tomato based i think it's thai noodle dish it's yeah soup based thai noodle dish yeah tomato based i don't know i i feel like i should know what it's called but i just know it's really good it was super bomb so uh thank you armstrong if you're listening uh (laughs) um what else um um yeah pokemon is not doing so hot i'm glad i was able to recognize the bubble that we were in and uh exit uh with a good profit that's always fun uh, my friends in the house are also getting uh, into Magic of Gathering, and you already know your boy is a huge fan of Magic of Gathering, so I'm probably going to start playing with them. And it's going to be very fun. Um, I got kickflips on, not on lock lock, but I can definitely use it for offense and defense in a game of skate. Like, it's, it feels super, super good. Um, guitar, I been learning the solo to another brick in the wall part two it's pretty cool uh the plant that my mom gave me from the last last time i went on a trip is growing a new leaf i'm not i'm not really the one to like have house plants but my mom insisted that i get one to keep the bad spirits out of my room so you know just just gotta respect the mamas <laughs> um well i'm just i'm literally just looking around my room um that's it i think uh yeah with my birth my birthday had just passed so well, well my girlfriend got me i mean despite taking me out to food for like a nice dinner and uh getting me a cake she got me a thrasher hoodie which is super sick <laughs> so i can say oh, i was just a gift but then i like feel hella cool wearing it um what else Oh, I met my girlfriend's parents for the first time last night. I think it went really well. I'm uh, I'm Catholic, and they are very Catholic, so I felt like that was uh, that was a great topic to talk about. Um, her dad is also an engineer, so I was able to say some engineer speak to him, which I think he found humor in. Um, I'm also the heaviest I've ever been in my entire life. I'm like chilling at 170, which I, wait, am I at 170 or 160? I'm at 160. Yeah, I'm at 160. Whoa, 170. That's crazy. I'm at 160. Um, and wow, that is, is crazy. Cause like I'm, I'm pretty much working out three days a week but when i say working out i mean skateboarding and doing all these these miscellaneous activities um but it's yeah i'm like what the heck uh so i might go on on a keto diet just to like 
and I, I'm I'm used to these, so like I don't need like health tips coming into my email. <laughs> I I do keto slash uh, water crash diet for like me getting to a to a weight that's suitable for a competition. Um, but yeah, uh, I feel like keto. <laughs> Welcome to the Thirty Gang Health Podcast. Uh, keto is cool. It's a cool lifestyle choice. Uh, it can be kind of dangerous. Uh, if you are, I don't know, diabetic or um, uh, just someone that has low blood sugar like all the time, I don't know what that's called, hypoglycemic. Um, but if you are looking for a diet to, you know, lose a lot of initial fat, I feel like keto is honestly my favorite strategy um, because I see the impacts a lot faster. It makes you not feel so good in the very beginning, but like once you get over it, it's pretty nice. Um, but things like keto is also not uh, sustainable, right? Like, if you do keto, you're kind of like, you're kind of like exiling yourself from all the fun stuff at everything. If you go to a restaurant, yeah, you can order a keto keto stuff, but like everyone's like drinking wine or like drinking a beer and like having fries and you know nachos, and you're over there just like with the water. Like, it's not that great. Um, but I respect respect to you if you if you do it for a living. Um, it's just not for me. I thought it was for me. I I did lose a lot of my initial because I was a little bit. Uh, I wasn't as heavy as now, but I was pretty heavy like a year and a half ago. Um, like around the time I started doing jujitsu, or I guess two years ago. Um, and uh yeah just keto is just really really fast and i know new year's is around the corner so a lot of people are going to try to put losing weight as like their new year's resolution and keto will help you lose a lot of it really fast but you'll also gain it back really fast once you stop keto so that's just something to think about it's if you want to just start eating healthier in general that's probably a lot better of an idea but everyone has their opinions there so i don't i, I never like bringing up diet because it's not about like fat shaming anymore because everyone has like grown gone accustomed to like everyone has their like set weight um but talking about a diet is almost as bad as religion right like everyone has their very firm beliefs of how um you know their own body works how other people's bodies work and like how you know different method methodologies um affect other people it's like some people believe in keto some people don't some people believe in intermittent fasting some people don't some people believe in all the like water water flushing diets some people don't some people believe in juice cleanses some people don't and to that i just say if it works for you great this just works for me and if anybody has been curious enough to want to learn more about keto and like just like how it starts making you lose your fat like faster in the beginning like this is your sign this is go find out more about keto but make sure it's safe for you and and make sure it's your doctor recommended um that's it yeah this episode's officially now over an hour uh i feel like i just talked more this time uh because my last episode was so short because i got super hungry um and i just like i just like talking i feel like this is a good uh, it's like a therapy session for me. I'm just, I'm like alone in my room. I just talking to Mike and there's, I know people listen to this and it's just, it feels good. If you want to start your own podcast, heck this is, <laughs> if you want to start a podcast and you just talk about your day, that could be a thing. That could be a thing. You don't, you have to be, have an exciting day. Some people might just revel in the fact that like, Oh, someone else has a normal life like me. And this is how their day went. I like hearing about it. Yeah, who knows, right? Like, if this is if this is your idea, and you start doing this, let me know. Maybe I start listening to it. Um, I'm not gonna promote it, so don't get any strange ideas about like, oh, you know, if I do this and then I get Junior promoted, I get a jump start. Like, all this. No, no, no. I'm keeping this fun and friendly. Don't try game it. Like, um, but yeah, there's ideas for everything. If you want to start a podcast and you're really passionate about something, like if you're into shoes, you can start a podcast about shoes. If you're into Japanese fashion, you can start about Japanese fashion. If you're into American-made Stratocasters, you can make one about American-made Stratocasters. If you're into Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic or Pokemon, you could do that. There's so many things that you can do if you are unhappy and uh, maybe you can find happiness in bringing value to other people's lives 
through a passion that you enjoy if you feel like playing video games doesn't make you happier anymore it just gives you like this numbing feeling maybe you can talk about video games you can create video essays on your favorite video games and then you know you getting feedback and all these compliments about like wow dude this video is dope or wow dude you got a nice voice <laughs> um like all that stuff it's it's there's i always talk about how there are bad people in the world like are there, right these like these predators with like that want your money and fend to it and all that stuff but there's tons of good people right most of the comments section of videos is positive that depends on what video it is but like i'd say if you honestly put hard effort into a very uh like especially like nostalgic topic based videos like you're going to receive a lot of compliments i know you shouldn't do things for compliments but if you're unhappy like it can't hurt right like so just i hope you are happy in whatever you do and just understand that it's okay to get sad during this time of the year i definitely do i think it definitely has to do with the sun going down uh, sooner too right that just messes you up like hey, five o'clock is dark like you can't even have the choice to like look out your window and have to see something it's like dark and you're stuck in your room i get that so just ex i hope i'm able to just you know bring a few like spark a few ideas that you might have in the back of your head that you've always psyched yourself out on and this is just this is your sign right now you have you are one hour into a podcast episode and you're, you've listened to this dude just ramble and talk and just complain about how real it is for an hour. You deserve to start something of your own or you deserve to just boot up that video editing software and make the memeiest video essay possible and just like let out your meme lord like insides. Like it's just, it's, it's your year, 2020 and 2021.